0: Dare I say these stories might give you a reason to stop ordering pizza. This world is a strange one. Personally, I order pizza several times every month. It's easy, it's delicious, and it's freaking delicious. So why would you ever stop ordering pizza? Well, besides diabetes and obesity, sometimes pizza delivery can be dangerous and horrifying. Sometimes when you order a pizza, you get more than you bargained for. And if you deliver the pizza, you risk your own life. Enjoy these allegedly true pizza delivery horror stories. Remember, if you have a story of your own, you can send it to us with the links in the description. Number one, why I don't work for Domino's anymore, submitted by Jeffrey G. I'm a 20-something guy living in the middle of Tennessee. Before this bizarre experience, I'd been going to college full-time to be a paralegal. One day, though, my mother broke her hip after falling down the stairs. She was 52 at the time, and my dad had passed a long time ago, so it was on me to take care of her. We didn't really have anyone else. I was forced to make myself a part-time student because I would have to get a job to help her afford some of her medical bills. At the time, thanks to my late dad, I had a fairly new car and I figured it'd be fun and easy to deliver pizza. I loved to drive. Where I lived, there was a lot of scenery and sometimes I even went on drives just for the sake of it. As you can probably guess, it was easy to get the job I just applied at a few local places and called each of them the next day. Before I knew it, I was delivering pizzas wearing a Domino's hat. Delivering pizza wasn't hard. I can be completely honest with you about that, but delivering can be insanely stressful. You've got to get there at a reasonable time. You keep hoping that the order was made correctly because you can't just send it back to the kitchen when you're miles away from the restaurant. And last but not least, you find yourself praying that your next customer isn't a prank or a complete jerk. I can't tell you how many jerks I've delivered to, jerks who didn't want to pay because I wasn't able to give them one more pack of Parmesan cheese. Well, there came a day when I had to deliver a large pizza to an address I did not recognize. The place was about 10 miles away from the restaurant in an area we all infamously called the Boondocks. It was an area that I'd personally never been to, but when I saw it on my drive, I would describe it as a country region of town where there's only a single trashy house every five minutes on the road. And I'm not trying to be rude. These places looked beat up, old, and ransacked. It was honestly hard to believe that people still lived in those places. I was fully expecting at any moment to witness a drug deal or to have someone step out in front of my car to stop me and try to sell me meth. Needless to say, it was a bit of a creepy place. Given that it was getting dark out fast, I was ready to get the delivery over with. I arrived at the customer's address rather quickly, thank God. Luckily, this house was far cleaner than all the ones previous. It was a small, wide home with a short paved driveway and a seemingly untouched screen door in the front. The yard was well kept and clean and the grass looked to have been cut recently. Also, there were no cars in the driveway but I still assumed someone was home to pick up the order. I got out hesitantly and I grabbed the pizza. The carrier was still hot enough to burn my skin if I held it in one spot for too long. This was good. It was probably our most common complaint we got that our pizzas were too cold or not hot enough when we dropped them off. So that was one thing I didn't have to worry about. With some flimsy confidence, I began to walk up to the screen door. When I was nearly at the porch, I could now see a faint light through the front window And that's when I saw the silhouette of someone looking out at me, someone standing there, watching me walk up to their door. Good, I thought, this will be quick. I made it to the front door, cleared my throat for whatever reason, opened the screen door, then knocked on the wooden door. With the first knock, the door slid open. The door hadn't been closed at all so when I knocked, it opened further. But I swear, there's no way it should have opened that much from a single light knock because the door, in a matter of seconds, was wide open. I could now see inside. I could see the faint lighting from what appeared to be two dim lamps in the living room. I could also see a small, maybe 28-inch TV in the living room, displaying a silent, flat blue screen. For several seconds, I didn't realize that I was holding my breath. I could feel goosebumps coming up on my forearms. What in the world was going on here? Uh, Hello, I said. It definitely wasn't loud enough to get anyone's attention though. So instead, without stepping through the doorway, I knocked on the open door, hoping to let someone know that I was here. I waited for at least two minutes, but I didn't hear a soul, nobody walking or talking in the house, no sign that anyone lived there. I stood there, frozen and silent, trying to listen. Behind you, a voice whispered. I felt breath on the back of my neck, cold, chilling breath. Immediately, I spun around. I did it so quickly that I dropped the pizza inside its carrier but i didn't care i ran back to my car and was ready to peel out of there but i made the mistake of looking back at that dang house i saw it in the window the silhouette of a person standing there still watching me except now they were waving i hauled tail out of there when i made it back to the restaurant. I was written up for failure to deliver and for losing my pizza a carrier. I thought I was going to be fired, to be honest with you, but I think my manager just went easy on me as she knew the situation with my mother. On one of my rare days off, one of the days I didn't have to work or take care of my mom or go to school, I went back to that strange neighborhood. I found that house again but it took me a while to be sure that the place I was looking at was really the same place. Because even though it had been about two weeks since the incident, the place was a wreck. The screen door was hanging off of its hinges with holes in the screen. The white paint on the outside was now an off-white or nearly yellow with patches of chipped paint. And the lawn was now a jungle with random auto parts scattered about. I gathered my courage and drove back to the nearest neighbor I could find. I knocked on their door and excused my intrusion. Then I asked them if they knew anything about the strange house. To my surprise, they did. The house was the home of an old man who struggled with his drinking. Apparently, he drove his kids away from frequent abuse. And once those kids left his life for good, he took a shotgun and ended his own life. I was covered with chills as I listened to the story. It was like some sort of ghost story you'd see on TV or hear from an urban legend, but this was real. I'd lived through it. After the man told me that that house hadn't had electricity on for the past year, I thanked him for the information and I bid him good day. I stopped delivering for Domino's after that. I didn't feel like delivering to any more strange places and I get a better job offer as a manager at a local subway. Still, sometimes I get a chill on the back of my neck and I can't help but think about that voice saying, behind you. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, People are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Number 2. Pizza Delivery. Submitted by Cole R. When I was 14 years old, I was spending a Saturday night relaxing. All I was planning on doing was watching Netflix alone in my family's cozy vacation cabin. It was a small two-bedroom cabin out of the country, which meant there were no houses for miles, but I loved the quiet. My parents were out on a date and were probably not going to get home until midnight because all of the roads were backed up due to the snowstorm which was one reason why ordering a pizza was a bad idea, but I had done it anyway, about an hour ago. So when I began to wonder what was taking so long, I remembered it was probably the icy roads and that I'd be lucky if the pizza came at all. I sat on the couch and decided that I was going to be a man and watch a horror movie on Netflix, alone in an empty cabin. When I was about five minutes into the movie, I jumped to the sudden sound at the doorbell. I realized it was probably the pizza guy, so I sped to the front door. I opened it, but I was startled to see what I saw. It was a dirty and ragged, middle-aged man. He looked like a homeless man who had been living on the streets for a few years. He had long and greasy hair and really needed a shave. The only thing that kept me from slamming that door Was the fact that he was holding a pizza box and was wearing a Domino's pizza uniform, which honestly looked as if he threw it on as fast as possible. The buttons on the uniform weren't aligned, and it looked like it was a few sizes too small for him. The name tag on the shirt said Michael Smith, and it looked like it was hanging by a thread. He was smiling at me, staring directly into my eyes, not even blinking once. His smile gave me an uneasy feeling. It was so big and almost unnatural. He said, hi, I'm Ted. Did you order a large cheese pizza? I said, "Uh, hi, yeah. He was still giving me the same odd smile. I reached my hand into my pocket, looking for the cash I had. Feeling nothing, I said I'd be right back. I probably just left the money on the kitchen counter. Before I left to go into the kitchen, I pushed the front door almost shut, leaving a very slight crack open. I walked into the kitchen and grabbed my wallet, and I began to shuffle through my bills, trying to find the 20 I had in there. But my concentration was suddenly disrupted. We had a small TV that was constantly on in the kitchen, and we kept it on the news channel. There was scrolling text at the bottom of the screen, and when I read what it said, I felt my heart jump into my throat. Domino's driver found barely alive in ditch with clothes torn from his body. I suddenly remembered that the man standing on my doorstep had a name tag that read Michael Smith, but he said his name was Ted and the clothes had seemingly been forced onto his body. Chills shot down my spine as I put the two together. I turned around, basically running to the front door. And I screamed when I saw that the door was wide open and the pizza box was lying on the floor right next to the stairs. I reached for my phone that I always kept in my back pocket, but I nearly cried when I found nothing there. I'd left it charging on my nightstand in my room up the stairs. I started going through all the options I had I couldn't just run into the snowstorm and run a mile to the nearest house. I couldn't hide until my parents got home. That could be hours from now. The only option I had was to get my phone upstairs and call 911. I felt like my heart was going to stop at any moment. I grabbed the biggest knife I could find. Not that I was going to be brave enough to use it, though. My knees and hands were shaking as I slowly walked up the stairs, trying not to make a sound. I got to the last step, and I could now see my room. The door was open. I began to mentally prepare myself for what might happen as soon as I walk into that room. I tiptoed to the side of the door, making sure that I wasn't visible to whoever was inside. I peered my head into the room. I didn't see anything in there, no creepy killer standing in the middle of the room with an ax. In fact, the room was just as I had left it. I could see my phone on my nightstand, which was across my bed on the farthest side of the room, right next to the closet. I walked in slowly and I reached across my bed. I was just a few inches away from grabbing that phone and calling the police. I inched forward, expecting anything to happen at any moment. As soon as I could, I grabbed hold of my phone. I took a big deep breath in relief and I dialed 911. In only seconds time, I heard the 911 operator's voice and I felt a sense of safety. Soon the woman on the line said, 911, what's your emergency? "Uh, Hi, my name's Matthew and there's someone in my house. I'm in a cabin at such and such Avenue. I'd said it fairly quickly. I'd seen so many episodes of Law & Order that I thought I knew the quickest way to get them to send help. As the operator was telling me to stay on the line, something caught my eye. My closet. I always kept my closet door closed because I was always paranoid about seeing the dark on the inside. I hated not being able to see what was in there. Of course, nothing had ever actually been in there, not until now. The closet door was slightly opening, open just enough to see two eyes staring back at me. But those eyes were not the worst part. What keeps me up at night to this day was the fact that he was smiling, a big, big smile. I screamed, and the closet door swung open forcefully. The man was standing there, the supposed Ted from the front door. I had never run so fast in my life. I booked it out of my room through the hallway, but the footsteps behind me were never further than just a few feet away. I managed to turn my head to see the man chasing me, still smiling. I threw myself into the downstairs bathroom and I locked myself inside, but I began to hear his laugh from just outside the door. But his laugh wasn't the expected, deep and raspy voice. Not the way I imagined it to sound like. It was high-pitched. It sounded so childish, which made the whole situation even more nerve-wracking. And then, he began to throw his body against the door, trying to break inside. Every time I heard the sound of the man's body being thrown against the door... The man's childish laugh soon followed. I knew I didn't have much time until that small chintzy door eventually broke down. But I also knew that it was going to be that much longer until the police arrive. My eyes began to dart around the bathroom. I was unfamiliar with it since I usually use the downstairs one. I was already halfway out of it the second I saw the bathroom window which I'd never noticed until now. Somehow, after a couple more seconds of squirming around, I was outside. The cold snow felt so good on my feet because by then I'd worked up quite a bit of sweat. I'd tried to get up and start running but the storm was very strong. It was hard just to get a few steps away from that cabin. I could still hear the man banging against that door followed by his maniacal laugh. I could hear the wooden door start to crack. Just a couple more tries and he would be inside. And I knew he would notice the open window. He would know that I was now outside and I could hear his footsteps getting further away. He had already figured it out. He was running to the front door to get to where I was now helplessly sitting. I kept looking back and forth to each side of the house not knowing which side he was going to come from. And then I saw him. His head was peering over the side of the house, bringing that smiling face into view. I screamed in fear again, as the man, still wearing that all-too-tight Domino's uniform, began to tiptoe towards me. He tiptoed the way you'd see in a cartoon, making his steps really drawn-out and dramatic. This really disturbed me as I began to realize how insane the man really was. He was about five feet away from me when I heard the most beautiful sound, the sound of police sirens. There couldn't have been a better time for the police to show up because as soon as that man heard the sirens, he gave one last look at me, somehow found room to smile even wider. He waved and then he ran off into the woods. And I swear, even over the howl of the chilling wind, I heard him laughing. When the cops eventually pulled into the driveway, I ran towards them crying in relief and disbelief of what had happened. I tried to tell them the story, but I was only able to get a few sentences out that barely made any sense. After they calmed me down, They were able to get the full story out of me and I stayed with the two officers and made sure they checked the entire cabin, inch by inch. Two more police officers arrived and began to search the woods nearby. By this time, it was basically pitch blackout and my parents finally arrived. After a long, thorough search, there was no sign of the creepy man. I got absolutely no sleep for the next few nights. I could still see his disturbing smile in my thoughts, and for a long time after that, my home didn't feel safe anymore. After this whole situation, I'm glad I can say that I don't hear the occasional knocks at the door or something cliche, but it has been quiet with no signs of that man again. I just hope to never see that grinning face for as long as I live. I don't know what he wanted, whether it was to kill me or something much, much worse. Number three, the creepy delivery man, submitted by anonymous. So my aunts were out of town for a couple of weeks and they trusted me to be home alone They didn't have anything to worry about. I'm not the partying type. I just like to go to work at a local store in my hometown, go out to eat, get cleaned up, and go to bed. That was my usual routine. That night, I decided to stay in, and I ordered some pizza. I just didn't think that this much trouble could arise from something so mundane as ordering pizza. So I called in my order, and it didn't take very long for them to get to my house. I looked to make sure it was the delivery guy and I was thankfully correct, though he was kinda creepy. I went out and signed for it. The man looked at me though and began to ask me some creepy personal questions. Questions like, how old are you? And are you here alone? I used to live around creepy guys like this when I was a child and I knew how to answer them. I told them to just have a good night. I began to turn around with my order when I heard him say something else. By the way, you look really good in your work uniform. I just pretended to smile and I walked back into my house. I locked the door and I had an anxiety attack. I didn't see him for a week after that incident but when I was walking home, I saw him looking around the store and I hurried out of there, but he followed me and he said hi. I smiled and waved at him then kept walking, yet he kept following me, so I kept looking behind, keeping an eye on him. I walked into a gas station that I always stopped in after work. The manager there knew me very well. I told him the situation, and he told the man to leave me alone before we had a problem. But the manager of the gas station told me what the guy had said back to him, and that's the scariest part. The guy just smiled before walking away. He said, ah, nothing to worry about. I'll have her alone soon. Luckily, nothing more has happened since then, but I have my guard up, ready for anything. At least, I hope I'm ready. Number four, My Pizza Delivery Story, submitted by Caden Gamers. This happened when I was 18. I worked at a pizza hut as a delivery guy. I lived in Tucson, Arizona back then. I was sent to some road I'd never been to before, and for your information, I thought I'd been throughout all of Tucson by then. I took my delivery car and used my GPS to try and find the place. But it wasn't found on my GPS, so I had to use a map that I had in my glove box. Finally, I found the house after 30 minutes of searching, so I was definitely late by then. When I first saw the house, I thought it was a joke. It was a boarded up old place that was broken down and ruined. I chanced it though, even if it gave me chills. I walked up to the door and I knocked, but I didn't hear anything at first. Then after a third knock, I heard creaking and the sound of an old man clearing his throat. I looked through a window and saw about five men in their 60s on the other side of the door. All of a sudden, something told me that it wasn't a good idea to be here. The door opened and a man said, come inside. I didn't know what to do. People didn't usually invite us inside. I stood there a minute wondering what I should do before someone yelled, get inside or I'll freaking shoot you. Instead, I booked it back to my car. Just as I closed the door, as I was thinking it was some prank, I heard a gunshot and the sound of breaking metal. I'd never been so scared in my life and no one was around to help. I floored it out of there, and I barely got away. When I got back to Pizza Hut, I stepped out of the car and looked at my door. There was a bullet hole there. Only moments ago, on the other side of that door, was me. Those creepy men were trying to kill me. You better believe that I quit my job after that. No pizza or minimum wage is worth delivering if you're going to get shot at. And number five, The Paranormal Pizza Man, submitted by GothicFreak1019. I was 12 years old, and the only people at the house at the time were me and my best friend. Let's call her Jess. We were having a sleepover at my place. We were prank calling, playing truth or dare. You know, the typical sleepover stuff. Anyway, at one point, Jess and I were getting hungry. My mother left us money for pizza, so I called one of the local places. Jess and I weren't really ones for crazy toppings, so we just got plain cheese. We were watching Ghost Adventures, so we were timid already, and when the doorbell rang, we both jumped up. Calm down, Jess, I said. I went to the door and looked out the peephole. I saw the pizza guy. Excitedly, I opened the door, ready for a warm meal, and I saw a grown man. He had a fluffy beard and glasses on his face, but his face was a little off. His expression was strange. It was blank, like completely blank. He shoved the pizza in my arms, then he yanked the money out of my hand. Without a word, he took off and left. The next day, I can't forget, even now. My parents were still on vacation, and Jess was still there. We heard a knock on the door, so me and Jess went to go check it out. It was pretty early, about 8 in the morning, so we were confused why anyone was knocking on the door. We opened it, and strange enough, it was the same pizza man from the night before. He had the same blank expression as last night, and he just stood there, We were freaked out. I closed the door and backed away. Then we heard the knocking again, harder, angrier knocking. Me and Jess ran out of the house and through the backyard. We called Domino's and asked them about the man. Luckily, Jess saw the name tag. It said Jeremy on it. But the response we got sends chills to my spine, even to this day. They said that this guy jeremy the description we gave him matches someone that used to work there someone that had died just last month they'd passed away in a hit and run accident i think them thoroughly creeped out and told jess and her face went pale we peeked out the door and noticed that the strange man was gone jeremy was gone and there was no trace of him anywhere It was something I definitely wasn't expecting that night or that morning. I can only assume that Jeremy was still angry from his sudden and unjustified death. I can't say I blame him, but I'm still traumatized from that experience. You know what? I don't care if ordering pizza might bring some weirdo right to my door. I don't care if I have to endure being shot at to get my dose of cheesy goodness because there are two things in this world I'll risk my life for. First, my wife, and second, my pizza. So bring it on, serial killers and ghosts. There's no stopping the power of true love and diabetes. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. Remember, you can always send us your true scary stories via the links in the description. Thank you.